Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This is Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge on News Talk 770 Radio, Calgary's breaking news and conversation station. To the negative health impacts of fast food and what kind of a contribution that's making to the current obesity crisis. There's certainly been, I think, a, a notion expressed many times in this whole debate that part of the problem stems from not just the availability of fast food, but, but price. I think there's a perception that there's a challenge for lower income earners to eat healthy because healthier food is more expensive, junk food is cheaper, and fast food is often cited as an example. That lower income earners are the ones eating fast food because it's cheaper. They're the ones who are disproportionately then suffering from the health consequences of that. But is that the, is that the cause of obesity rates, or in particular obesity rates amongst uh, lower income earners? Is it the case that junk food is cheaper than healthier food? Well, some new research, I think, raises some questions about some of those assumptions. I wanted to explore it a little bit further. Uh, Jay Zagorski joins us, an economist and research scientist at Ohio State University. Jay, great to have you with us here. Welcome to the program. Thank you for having me on, Rob. All right. Well, tell us a bit more then about the research you were involved in and what it was you were looking at. Rob? What you were talking about earlier about alcohol and changes in taxes and the same kind of questions, governments are really trying to improve people's health. And one of the ideas here south of the border is that uh, some governments, in particular Los Angeles a few years ago, tried to improve neighborhoods with a lot of poor people's health by banning fast food restaurants. L.A. basically banned all new fast food standalone places from opening up in some of the poorest neighborhoods. Uh, as an attempt to reduce obesity in those neighborhoods. And I was quite intrigued when I heard this, and I was actually kind of concerned because it seemed to me that it wasn't just poor people eating in fast food. Uh, As a quick example, Donald Trump made commercials for McDonald's back in 2002, and during his presidential campaign, he raved about eating McDonald's food all the time. Right. So, I mean, yeah. On the other side, Bill Clinton also really liked <laughs> oh, I mean, McDonald's food. Those, those iconic so, pictures of him out, out jogging and then uh, stopping by McDonald's afterward. Uh, right. Yeah, so it certainly seems to be the case that uh, a fondness for fast food kind of transcends these, these various income levels. So what we did is uh, I work as part of a survey called the National Longitudinal Survey. And these, this survey follows thousands of people over time in the United States. And uh, we've been interested in many aspects of their environment and one of the questions we asked was how many of these people ate fast food and we could associate it with their income and their wealth and what we basically found was that all people ate fast food poor people rich people middle-class people just to give you a few numbers and it's tough to give too many numbers over the radio uh, but on average 80 percent of all the people in our sample ate food fast food once in 21 days among the poorest 10%, it was the same number, 80%, ate fast food at least once. The richest 10% based on income, it was 75%. So 
So there are some small differences, but they really don't matter very much. The highest group was the middle class. Over 85% of them ate fast food at least once in a three-week period. That's interesting. Where do you think this notion came from? Because, you know, I mean, there there have been policies that have been shaped around this presumption. I mean, in certain cities, uh, fast food outlets have been blocked from, from setting up shop in certain poor neighborhoods. I think one of the reasons that people associate it is that more fast food restaurants are located in poorer neighborhoods because poorer neighborhoods tend to be located, at least here in the United States, close to exits by highways, also, you know, sort of neighborhoods where there's a lot of traffic going in and out. So they're not neighborhoods with the best housing, um, but it's places where people find very convenient. So when they look around at a fast food restaurant, they're like, oh, I'm in kind of a crummy neighborhood. Must be only poor people who eat here besides me. But it's not besides me. Everybody in the United States seems to eat fast food. And it's interesting, too, because maybe these these bans can help us deduce whether or not these restaurants are contributing to obesity rates. Is there any connection between, you know, bans on, on fast food restaurants and obesity rates in certain neighborhoods? To go back to Los Angeles, after Los Angeles banned uh, restaurants in poorer neighborhoods, what happened was obesity rates in those neighborhoods compared to similar neighborhoods, but which were allowed to have more fast food restaurants, obesity rates actually went up in the banned neighborhood restaurants. It was worse. By eliminating fast food outlets, they made the problem worse. Wow. So in terms then of, of blaming OB or attributing a large part of the problem anyway to, to fast food or the cost of fast food, it, it's not necessarily there in the evidence. Uh, I would say it's not necessarily there in the evidence. Uh, if you look in the United States, uh, in U.S. dollars, we spend about $400 a year on fast food per person, which in Canadian dollars is about $530. That's a lot of money we spend uh, on fast food. Now, some people don't eat fast food. 20% of all the people in our survey said, nope, don't go to fast food restaurants at all. But some of the people went quite a bit. There was a movie by Morgan Spurlock called uh, Supersize Me. Oh, I remember that, uh, yeah. <laughs> where he ate every meal uh, for a month in a fast food restaurant. Now, we only covered a 21-day period, but we actually had a number of people who every meal, they reported an, uh, eating all their meals in an entire week or all their meals in a three-week period in fast food restaurants. Now, the other question is, is fast food cheap? Is fast food, is unhealthy food cheaper than healthy food? Um, so the average... Uh, the average bill for a meal in a fast food restaurant in the United States is about eight U.S. dollars. So fast food is cheap, but only when you compare it to eating in a full-service restaurant. Because in a full-service restaurant, the average bill is pretty close to about fifteen dollars. So fast food compared to cooking at home, there's been a number of uh, articles and research that have suggested uh, fast food is actually more expensive than cooking your own food. But many people don't have time. Some of the uh, people that we found in our survey who ate the most amount of fast food were people who were working very large number of hours. The more hours you work, the more fast food you ate in our survey. In terms of some of the takeaways here, then, because, I, I mean, I think we realize that, you know, fast food is, is certainly not helping the problem uh, and, and that maybe uh, there are ways that are certainly, I think, things we can take from this that, that would be effective in maybe encouraging less consumption of fast food. What what do you think some of the the takeaways from this research are? So what our research found was that 
when people check labels for ingredients in their food, getting people to understand what they're eating, that was associated with much lower fast food intake. People who were sort of trained to say, what am I putting in my mouth? So if we could encourage people, um, both in Canada and the United States, to read labels, make them easier to read and understand what they're about to eat, that could help sway consumers towards healthier options. Yeah, that's an interesting point. Certainly there's been a move in some jurisdictions towards uh, mandatory calorie counts on menu boards in some of these restaurants. But I guess if if people don't know what those numbers mean, don't know what's a reasonable amount of calories for for any given meal, I mean, is is that information resonating? Uh, I don't think so, but I think for fast food, it's much more salt and fat. Yeah. A little bit less on the calorie count uh, because people know when they're basically full. Interesting. A bit of a sidebar, too, is uh, this study found, it's kind of an interesting connection here, but the decreased soda consumption is also connected with fewer fast food meals. What's the connection there? Um, Of all the uh, conclusions in the report, that one is the most puzzling to me. And I'm wondering if what we're picking up is when people walk into fast food restaurants, they're getting value meals, which come automatically with a soda. And those people who tend not to get value meals tend to be eating a little bit less fast food. But those who are time-pressed just get the soda. And if it's there, people assume it's free and then consume it. Some fascinating stuff. Jay, we'll leave it there. Really appreciate making some time for us here today. Some great insight on this. Thank you very much, Rob. Take care. Appreciate it. Thanks again. Jay Zagorski, Ohio State University economist, research scientist, one of the authors of this paper. Uh, published uh, just recently, the association between socioeconomic status and adult fast food consumption in the United States. So the notion that the poor, lower income earners, are disproportionately partaking of fast food is not the case. There's a desire for, an appetite for fast food that, that runs the gamut right across all income levels. So that's a significant finding. And the point about fast food being cheaper I mean, it's only cheaper in the context of comparing it to a sit-down restaurant meal. So the notion that it's cheaper to take your kids out and and eat at uh, McDonald's or Burger King rather than prepare a healthy meal at home, not necessarily the case. Anyway, 403-974-8255 is our number here. We've got to take a quick break. We're back with more right after this. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.